All right, we're back for another one. I think this is episode 21, if I'm not mistaken. 21. But, man, we got a... Our, our guest in here we've known him for a cool minute we're going to talk about some of the journey but make some noise man 60 east is in the house man what's good what's good what's up brother been a minute man yeah. been a minute since i've been in here yeah, welcome yeah. back and it, how long has it been you think since you've been here has it been it's been at least a couple years it's, it's been a couple couple years because i know you you came uh you know promoting when the fest which we're going to get into in a sec but uh when all that first started popping up, but yeah, that has been a cool minute ago. That was yeah, been a, I, I, yeah. I don't even remember coming in for for the festival, and yeah. I, I think the last time I was on was with Token. Oh, oh yeah, shit! I remember. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was, You're from Boston, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Token, and then he he kind of blew up. What's me. crazy? I was gonna say is is that guy got big. I, yeah, I yeah. He got it. he got really big. Yeah, from his his uh you know his freestyles and all that stuff. But yeah. I, I I seen him, man. He got a he's got a big following out there, man. Uh, and that's good, man. But so like the thing is, even before that, I, I just want to go back. We'll start from there. But like when we first met you, um, you were in mad grind mode. Yeah. Artist, artist mode, artist tip right at that point. And it was around the time, I believe, is when you uh, just did or were about to do paid dues. Right. Yeah. It was um, maybe like a month before some okay. shit like that. And uh, yeah, we had just came on talking about the show. And um, yeah, it was just like whole different tip because i was like part of a group at that time first dirt first and, uh, dirt yeah that was really the focus especially at that time um prepaid dues was kind of like focusing on the group and kind of pushing my solo stuff to the side and doing little projects here and there but like our main thing was like building that brand of first dirt up because mm -hmm. i remember like like you even got the tat and everything yeah but it was a it was a push like a um, but that was one of those those moments where you know like you're either gonna go this way and and do the shit yeah or just you know stick to doing local uh, you know in the garage freestyling with the homies it's like you took that leap at that time like went all out as far as even the promo push yeah. but um <clears throat> but but those festivals were big uh back in the day so it was a good look you know what i mean yeah, like you said, um, you could e have either gone one or the other way. We've seen people that have, you know, done it, reached it, and then that was kind of like the height of it. And for us, it was really like the launch pad. Like, to me, like that, that getting yeah. on that festival, that moment, all that momentum we built, like that whole campaign is what really kind of set us off and like kind of launched us off to have like a career within the music industry. Well, and that, and yeah, and that's kind of like kind of what I'm saying, too. I, I feel like if you didn't take that big leap of faith and and just go all in on it yep. and plus absorb the experience like with i know you you know you network met a lot of artists you got to soak in a lot of dope performances but all that whole experience like you said it just kind of changed the course of where 60 east which way he could have went at that time it was like yeah. so I, I think that might like that's like a pivotal time in a in a i guess a artist career i guess you could say yeah no no doubt that that was definitely a de defining moment and um to this day i say that was the best day of my life just because it Dope. was just maybe it was it was not even just the experience but the fact that that day changed the rest of my life you know yeah. what i mean and yeah. um that kind of let us know that like we, we could do this shit. so that's definitely your favorite show you've ever performed for sure then right? for sure what year Easy. was that one 2013 oh okay um that's pretty crazy our journey also being on the platform side is seeing um artists uh grow 
and get into their own and not not only the the artist side but learn the business side too which is something it seems that you've been able to manage well along the way um i I wanted to ask um so from that point on um you did start you learned how to like kind of campaign and promote yourself i always thought you did a good job of that bro because kind of even when you went more towards the solo side you know from first dirt I felt like your promo was always there, like you were keeping the fans informed. When you were going places, you were showing the experience. Um, how, how has that been as far as the touring? Because I know you set a lot of that stuff up yourself too, right, originally? Yeah. That's that's a lot of work. So it's only, you know, we'll get to it in a minute, but it, it was like you were training yourself to learn how to put on something bigger. It was crazy. But how, how's that yeah. been, the touring side? fun um to it's still my favorite part of doing music you know what i mean getting the tour and all that look i mean coming out of the pandemic it's been kind of slow um i feel everybody's still kind of like seeing what's going on but like last year i finally got back to it like um late late last year we went on a tour i did a tour with uh elzai and um we did like the southwest and it was still kind of weird people were still like should we wear masks should we should we shake hands it was you know um now it seems like everything's back to normal but um somewhat but like prior around the time you're talking about that's when it was like once we decided to go solo or um right after pay dues like we were touring as first dirt for like two years straight and then after we decided to go solo or whatever that's when i was like all right i'm just gonna start doing these tours myself and uh we had already did um a tour in europe as first dirt so that opened up to me like as a solo artist so then i managed to get like a booking agent out there and started getting like on big festivals out there and tours out there and stuff like that and then out here i I started working with the agent also and he started getting me on uh on tours with like um joel ortiz and ra the rugged man and fucking um apathy and self-titled um real spitters and then yeah and then they ended up getting me on the elzai tour and then that connected me to Elzai, and that's how I started touring with Elzai, and that led to touring with Elzai, Sky Zoo, in support of the Pete Rock album, and just like, yeah, it's just been it's just been a journey, bro. <laughs> Do you have a? That's, that's heavy hitter. You have a favorite spot so far? I know you got plenty more spots to hit, but is there any favorite spots like where you felt like, damn, this is, people don't even know me, and that you felt that that energy back, like um, th- especially. I mean, I know you feel. <clears throat> that energy when you're out there but is there any uh favorite spots at this point man there's a lot of places i'm actually writing a book about like all, all, about all of that shit but um one city that always stands out that's kind of weird just because and then it's always it's not necessarily the city though that has a lot to do with it sometimes it's the performance like oh this city i killed it and then got this certain response and then this city i did shitty and didn't get no response you know what i mean but um, one city that stands out is Syracuse, Syracuse, New York. And it's just like, you know, not a city people would usually think about. Usually they skip it because it's like not a lot going on there. But we just happened to get lucky with some first time promoter that was going to college there. And he set up a show and it was lit. It was a dope ass show. But like the thing that stood out was like I did my thing. Like it was my last night on the tour that I was on. And then like, the guys were going to keep going, but I had to come back home. So I might have just gone in there with that energy and I was like, you know what? I'm going to fucking, this is my last show. It was the last show of the tour, but I was like, this is the last show I'm ever doing on, on planet earth. And, um, I just killed it. And the, the response was nuts. Like I, to this day, like I see numbers on my Spotify and shit from Syracuse and followers that still talk about that show. It's like a shit. college town. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Good. And that, that's what, 
you know, also crazy about the journey of getting out because a lot of people don't, I mean, either get that opportunity or make that opportunity for themselves. But yeah. um, that that's the thing you see when you do get out of whatever might be considered a whatever comfort zone or, you know, home plate or whatever. You, you get to see a whole another light shit on the artistry that you bring because these, these are not people that you've seen before or slapped hands with before. Like you're going to a whole new town and to see them re reciprocate the energy that you're giving them on the stage. I know that feels good, man. So, yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, and that, and that's like a lot why artists do this shit in the first place, man. It's just that like, give me that energy back on the art I created. And it's like, it's cool, man. It feels good for sure. So, but, um, I, I, I wanted to ask like, so, it's a skill in itself to uh, I, I say this because I feel like I'm OK at it. And I think it came from me moving around a lot as a kid. Like my mom was a single mom most of the time raising me and my brothers. And we moved a lot and I went to different schools and different things. But it, it taught me to adapt to the situations and also learning how to network and meet new people because I had no choice. But I wanted to ask, did, did that come naturally for you? Because one thing to excel to where you're at now, again, which we're going to get into, but uh, networking is important, man. And yeah. you seem to figure out a way. So from even the paid dues to the tours you went on and stuff, you navigated in one dot connected to the next dot. And you, you've seemed to have figured that part out. Um, can you talk about that? Like, that's a skill in itself. Like I said, the yeah. networking part is important, man. So I didn't know shit about networking or <laughs> nothing like that. I mean, growing up, um, I mean, we we kind of kept to ourselves. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. as, especially at that time, it's like you know, you got your crew, these crews over here, and it's like yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever, and it's just like we don't fuck. You ain't with us. You we're against you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, eventually, like out of high school, I had like in 2010 when I decided to do music full time and all that. I was like, yo, I want to get an internship, like, at a record label or something. And, like, I had my dream set for something big, but I'm over here, like, looking, like, on Craigslist and these little websites. And I found, like, an independent, a small independent label um, in Hollywood to go intern out of. And then I thought it was super dope because, like, when I went in there, he had, like, Chino XL CDs and then uh, Nori CDs and fucking um, just cool Keith and, like, random uh, hip-hop acts that he had put out along with, like, plaques on the wall and shit so, I'm so like, oh. you, you knew like you were in the right spot like he, yeah yeah that, he's that, done honestly, some shit. it was funny because like i mean the plaques on the wall were just like oh yeah they're just gold plaques silver platinum plaques and then i'm just like yeah that's cool but then i see a chino xl cd box full of cds and i'm like all right that's gonna make me stay yeah. you know? yeah. <laughs> it was funny i i mean the side note i'm like going off here but i used to like always steal like mad cds from uh from the spot but it was part of the job but uh Anyway, like promo, I, I, would, yeah, yeah. I would attribute like the my networking coming from my internship. Like the shout out to Jay Warzinski, um, uh, Activate Records. He really took me under his wing, and he was just like, "Yo, this is he." He was about independent before independent was like cool. Like he used to work in the record labels, and then he was like, "You know what? I'm gonna start my own record label, but it's all gonna be towards independent artists and being able to help them." stay away from signing off the rights and all that shit so then he, he was really like ahead of the curve with that for him to do that had to go back to networking also like he must yeah, yeah. Have really he, knew how to connect with people he, right? he was like 40 50 years old you know what i mean he's like just the og in the game and then i, I just happened to come across him by you know look, looking for an opportunity 
And then he's the one that put me on to like network. And then he was like, yo, you need to get you some business cards. You need to get you some flyers. And he's like, oh, you don't know what a music conference is? He's like, oh, come with me next week to fucking ASCAP Expo or new music seminar or whatever. Make sure you have your fucking CDs and your business cards ready to go. And I'm like, oh, what the fuck? And then, okay, we get there. And he's like, all right, I want you to go up to as many people as you can. Start a conversation with them. Tell them who you are. Make sure they leave with either a CD or a business card. And make sure you leave with theirs. And then after that, he's like, when you go home, keep all those business cards. And when you go home, fucking wait, wait the next morning. He's like, send every single person that gave you a business card an email. And he's like, send them an email reminding them who you are, what you do, and how you guys can help each other out. And I was like, I never thought of that. You know what I mean? And then once he gave me that gym, every single place I would go, I would walk around, get a fucking vendor. We're at a festival and there's mad vendors. I'm going to every vendor, getting a fucking card, getting a a business card or a flyer. And then the next day I'm emailing them like, yo, nice to meet you. Fucking let's see what we could do let's collab on something whatever you can and get some that, free gear out of that for you know yeah, promo I mean, i've gotten gotten so much out of just doing that i've gotten put on shows fucking tour opportunities made money with these dudes fucking you name it, you it know what it's I mean? crazy like how far um you know sometimes just being cordial can get you you know what i mean yeah, yeah. so people you know and i get it it's a hip-hop thing too but it's like you know the attitude part sometimes i think prevents people from other opportunities yeah it's the hollywood, that, hollywood shit chip you know on the shoulder yeah, type yeah. of shit and then we're talking 2010 i'm brand new so i'm like 20 years old something like that and i'm just like all right this is what you want me to do all right this is what i'm gonna do and um this is when social media is barely starting out kind of it's yeah not, it's not like it is now it was, can, you know. people didn't depend on it oh like, that yeah, well, yeah. hey th- thank you for saying that i was gonna say it's to the point where it's they people depend on it as yeah, their yeah, only yeah. means to get you know the the art out there or the the word out or whatever and it's still we didn't have social media before and somehow it still got out you, so you had to go i, th- I feel like you to still people. gotta yeah, yeah exactly like you had to actually you know uh slap hands with some people and say what's up versus just go listen to my cd and send it to everybody and spam them on you know people even these days people have social media and they don't even fucking use it they ain't messaging people they're just sitting there waiting for people to discover them and it's like dog there's millions of people that you could literally just get in contact with they're just posting videos of someone's talking all day like or or, yeah yeah you you can go go out (laughs) if you're out here you can go out and get it but in online there's a way of going in and get it too like you know what i mean and you know um but you know going back to what you were saying um those are real gems you were spitting for like an up-and-coming artist producer anybody getting into the business what you just said is like mad important as far as like uh, promoting your brand and um, getting in certain doors, you know, so you can get into the next door and stuff yep. like that. But, you know, that you were lucky to have uh, somebody that showed you a little, but you were independent and uh, I guess you had enough forethought to think, let me go out and find somewhere where they can actually show me that. And you went out and found where you can go intern. And that that's fucking dope. I See, I didn't even know that, too. That's yeah. a new one for me. I did, I always seen it like fucking I seen it on movies and shit like that. People would go intern at labels, intern at labels. And then like in, in 2010, I had decided I was like, yo, I'm doing this. I yeah. was like, that's something smart to do. And I, I was going to school at the time, too. And they would always say like, oh, the best way to get a job or something is go intern, go look for somewhere you could intern. So I was like that word stuck in my head. And I never personally knew anybody that did it. Like I have tons of rapper friends and but none of them ever had the 
ambition or whatever you want to call it to like try to get into the music industry that way and um you learn a lot like that like you just absorb everything well and that's the thing too i think a lot of the times uh you know people kind of think oh i gotta i got enough homies or or you know i'm this dope someone's just gonna come knocking on my door and and you know hey come on i'm gonna sign you like it there's a lot of things that go into play or where people even get into those positions but um you know that's it that's important thing you said man for man that that's the best job i ever had bro i was just like like right into the shit you know my dude he he would get backstage passes to all the big festivals and shit like that so he'd just be like oh yeah come with me fucking hold the camera or some shit like i kind of help me out i kind of knew you know even since like when we first conceived this show and and you know started being consistent with it almost 12 years ago now like i mentioned I kind of knew, okay, maybe we are doing something that's reaching some community because, um, dog, we, we've had interns. Yeah. Like, we've had people come in here and, and get their learning, whether it was cameras, whether it was DJs that they were coming to study, even interviews or whatever. But we've had a few people come doing, like, kind of what you did their research and then coming to want to come and learn from us here just by what we're doing you know putting something on but you know that that's when i kind of knew oh shit maybe we the community is watching you know they are listening you know what i'm saying so hey um getting getting back to the music you know we talk touring and stuff too but music wise um let let them know the let people know the projects you got out there now um because i wanted to ask a couple more things about the the music side this is a uh, uh, projects that are already out. Or yeah, yeah, shit stuff. I'm work, shit, I'm we'll, working. And on. we'll get into the stuff you're working on now, Maybe. also. But wait, okay. what do you got out there, man? Let the people um, know. So I've been working on the Freeway series. Uh, it's a it's a series of projects. It's a series called the Freeway series, and um, I got inspired by like I grew up on the mixtape era, the Mid Little Wayne, the Joe Budden, yeah. the Dedication series, the Mood Music series um all that shit you know what i mean so i always wanted to have my own series and then i came up with the freeway series put the first one out in 2014 got a good response and then i was like all right i'm gonna do i'm gonna keep this going did the second one did the third one and then i just did a fourth one um i just released it like in december i think or january somewhere somewhere around there and um yeah in between that you know i've dropped projects uh i've dropped the album i dropped the ep with ariano um mad singles mad features shit like that but um yeah ariano yeah. man he's talented bro like, i heard that joint with that, yeah, well, that, thanks, that, yeah, yeah she was dope as fuck bro yeah, yeah and he, his his versatility is crazy like his his uh the way he can adapt to all the different artists he works with and i'm a, yeah. like because i hear like different people that end up working with him and then like the collab joints just seem like if they've been working together forever it's like he he gets in their their brain and figures out how they do stuff it's, it's kind of cool man yeah i so, love i love working with dude like he always brings something different out of me he doesn't give me the same shit that i'm used to he's always like here do something with this and i'm just like ah, i like gotta well, figure it out you know as an artist though you i'm sure you appreciate that though I from do. being challenged from the producer side of things right yeah because i i think also that's that uh that's that uh you know working together is that like this guy the, as the producer he sees something in you where he, he maybe like let's let him go out in this yeah. this range a little bit instead of just 
letting you stay comfortable and 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 do the easy stuff man that, yeah. that's that's a cool collab i've always dug that relationship between producer and and artists when they take that and take it to another level man that's that's hip-hop Hey, uh, real quick, I wanted to say, because you call it the Freeway Series, so I kind of wanted to, it reminds me, so how did you settle, settle on the name, on the, the name that you go by, 60 East? I mean, I, I know where it is and what it is, but how did you decide on that, that was going to be your your name for, you know? Um, gonna... It was it was like a like a triple thing. Like, we grew up doing, like, graffiti and spent a lot of time on the freeway, and, like, our, our crew, like, brand thing was the freeway like we were just like we wouldn't spend time on the streets we were like yo we're just gonna bomb the freeways and that was like we kind of became known for that and then um also just wanting to represent somewhere from from the crib you know represent the house represent somewhere people wouldn't be like yo where is that and have to look it up um also lineage to like my family because then my family's from like azusa and like they ended up moving this way yeah. and it's like the 60 you know it just represents all so of that over there yeah. and then yeah i ended up moving to riverside so then it was like the whole literally from la to to riverside on the 60 um i've always lived like right off the freeway like my backyard <laughs> My backyard is basically the fucking was the basically the freeway for for a long time. Where you could throw oranges up at the. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we used to we used to do we used to do all that shit, and yeah. then um, the good old days. Yeah, and then like the I mean like even to the to the street shit to the flipping weight shit to the to the days you know it was you know running packs or whatever it'd be on the freeway like you know, busting emissions on the freeway type shit. Um, so that one that one just like like kind of fell into your lap then like that moniker yeah i mean it was just i, I was going by something else like um for like till up until till 2012 and then like we were going on our first tour and i was like yo this name ain't working and i think it was actually the homie at the internship that was kind of like yo you're that name is hey what well, <laughs> hey, can, can we know it or what uh, is it- yeah i was by it fresh was, mc uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a uh, amits it was an acronym a-m-i-t-s uh-huh. i would call myself amits and uh-huh. uh it stood for uh man inside the system oh all right all and right. um i was battling at the time so people would always like flip it and blah blah blah. and then i was just like yeah i'm tired of this shit bro. <laughs> like, i hey you know what because no we've had uh you know, MCs like eat some OGs and stuff too, and it's a trip to hear some of the, the the early monikers, yeah. kind of like. But you know, that comes with growth also. Like, you grow out of certain phases, and the, you know what? This is where I'm at now, and that's what sounds right. Um, let me ask you, man, because um, you know, working with cats, producers, and stuff like that, have you, with the networking and stuff that you've done, um, is there any, you know, artist that you would like to work with eventually that you haven't yet oh shit uh, tons and the, a lot of them are through people that i've been able to find to to work with like you know i would love to work with alchemist and you know i i've been working with evidence and this is like yeah that's kind of like the thing up from there and then like i've been working with the uh, with crisis and eric g from the soul council so the the next up there the rest of the cats you know ninth wonder and knots and um cats like that and uh that's again back to network just i'm kind of already in in this in the room with you know these cats and then it's just like oh they're in rooms with these cats and it's just like okay let's hopefully these cats hear the music we make and then they're like yo let's you know let's work with do it or whatever does does some of your you know uh well i I mean obviously kind of like the moves you make it seems like one thing you do is see uh you, you can't you always see a bigger picture like okay so you link here and you you link there but this is on 
this could create this possibility and this possibility and but it's still all organic but um you you kind of seem like you see a bigger picture when you're working um, yeah. The way you make moves, man. And shit is chess, not checkers, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. You got to see the angles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I, I mean, I, and that's all part of the business side of it too, bro. Is um, not only marketing yourself, but um, creating an avenue where um, to make a living off of it too, man. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's important. That's crazy, bro. Because I I feel like you know because we've known each other for a cool minute, but I feel like the the moves you make, you kind of always see that bigger picture in mind when you do it. So. Yeah. Um, on that note, let's get into it, man. Um, how did it, how did the, you conceptualize throwing your own, I mean, it's, it's one thing to throw a show, a festival is a whole nother thing. Yeah. Um, but to do it also successfully to where people wanted more of them, that, that is big, bro. But how did the, how did it come about where you conceptualize doing this and, you know, I, I, obviously, you, you part of paid dues and stuff, so you got to see a a good blueprint of a good festival. Yeah. Um, but what made you say this is something I want to take on, and how'd you create that? I mean, it, we could go as far back as to when when I was in high school, and we would like throw parties at my mom's crib and like book DJs and artists and dancers and shit like that. Oh, and so you had your own festival at the at mom's crib? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, honestly, we low key did. Like, I still have flyers from the motherfucker. You know how you know many pay, I mean? like <laughs> you know how many of my homies says back in the day, bro? They don't know like when they would go on vacation that their their pad would it would end up like it was throwing the, the, the best yeah, parties yeah. while they were gone. Oh, yeah. I still to this day have people. They were like, "Yo, I know you." because uh i went to one of your older brother's parties yep. like it was like shit. the one on weird science remember the, the party oh, they threw at the yeah end? that was a, that was a good one <laughs> hey, hey dog we used to do it at, like every year like twice a year at a certain point a couple of my homies that they're still homies to this day but they would like have planned kind of planned vacations yeah and it, the, the kids were already old i think you know we were in high school too like you said and and it was like our minds were already turned. All right, we got a party going. They're going to be gone. We got a party at this house on this day, yeah. this house. <laughs> and, you know, I still fix things now, right? But uh, quick story, like one of the homies, Pad, he would always have a party when his parents would jam. And no matter what, bro, something always got broke. Like, <laughs> oh, for sure. Whether it was a fucking window, a uh, hole in a wall, who knows how, yeah, you know, allegedly. People don't give a fuck. <laughs> And uh, so every couple days, you know, before the parents, we knew they were coming back. Like, I would be the guy over there with a drywall patch. They'd be hitting me up. <laughs> hey, Rabbit, can you, I, can you fix this hole in the wall before my parents? Hey, dog, we replaced windows. We oh, would go shit. get the window cut at the hardware store. I'm not store. the one that made the hole. I gotta yeah, fix yeah. it. <laughs> but, I, I, dog, we had to look out for each other, man. But I, I would be the one, like, we'd put a, take out the window because I had a big hole in it. We'd put a new window, like, in a little window pane. Put the putty and for the most part, I don't know if the parents ever noticed. I'm sure they did at some point, but <laughs> we did our damn thing. But um, that's where it started for you um, from the from using the crib. You just you just reminded me. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, I mean, you just I'm sure you got some of those. Now you, now you just reminded me more of of how I'm the person that I am today. Yeah. From from that is like the events we would be having. Like my brother would be like, "All right, you guys go to this mall," and then it's like, "Dog." We would literally go to the mall and every girl we see, like, oh, yo, you know, we're having yeah. a party this weekend, blah, blah, blah. And, like, to this day, like, yo, you'll catch me at whatever show going through the line. 
hey, that fast fucking October first. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, and I'm like, yo, it stems from that shit. Well, you know, you know what? what? <laughs> and the dude, the dudes will come. Tell the ladies about it. And yeah, the, yeah, the dudes yeah. are oh, gonna so show up for the house party. <laughs> for, <laughs> for the house party, it was like, yo, strictly girls. Yeah, you know what exactly. Mean? For the festival, I gotta go to everybody. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah, but yeah. like that, just having that came from that. So to plant that seed already in high school, and then ten years later, that's what I'm doing. That's uh-huh. you know makes sense. But um. So I would go back as far as that, like, you know, throwing events in high school and then being part of First Dirt. First Dirt would throw events in Sacramento and then we would fly out like headliners, like a, a Dead Prez, Immortal Technique. We did Cannabis, Locksmith. And then it was like we kind of already had a formula in play. And then when First Dirt, Tim from First Dirt moved down to L.A., we were like, all right, we need to start throwing shows down here. So we started doing like little shows with Blue, Chino XL and shit like that. And then it was like, we always had the idea, like, as we started doing pay dues in these other festivals, we're like, yo, it'd be dope if we threw a festival one day. And then um, fast forward a couple of years, and then my my brother-in-law ended up purchasing that venue or becoming a partner at that venue where we throw the festival. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, now we actually have somewhere we could throw shows. And then, but I was still so focused on being an artist, it would be like, oh, yeah, let's throw a little show here and there. And then we started doing pretty good with the shows we threw there. So then for so then my brother in law was just like, yo, what could you do in the back in the parking lot? And I was like, shit, let me see what I could do. And then that's how the idea of throwing a festival came to happen. Well, because that that right there, like the original one, um, like you said, the other ones were kind of like a prelim to where it was going um, and seeing, you know, the response, the the connections with the artists and yeah. getting this. But but, bro, like coordinating that fucking because we you know we've been to I, I we've been to most of them uh, i believe i've been to almost all of them i might have missed one or two maybe but like even the very first one like all the like there's so much planning that goes into yeah. that is that i mean do you um enjoy that pressure or do you have a good team that works with you because dog it's everything that for people that might you know just be a fan and as you should just enjoy the the music enjoy the show but there's so much that goes into it from coordinating with with artists to you know getting a stage getting sound getting every the lighting if it's at night of vendors you got vendors like packed in that thing too artwork it's like all the elements are are kind of captured but that's a lot of planning, bro. Yeah. I mean, the first year I didn't know what I was getting into. Like, I would just expect it. Oh, I'm just going to throw a show like everything else. It's just a little bigger. Fuck no. <laughs> and then it, the the big thing about it, that, and I'm glad that I, that I knew to do this, but it was just like, yo, I'm not throwing a show. I mean, when it comes to a festival, it's like you're not, and I think this is where some people get it wrong, you're not throwing a show. You're building a brand. And it was just like, I saw that bigger picture back then. And I was like, yo, I can't just throw a show and promote it off the 60s page. I got to build a new, I got to build a fucking Instagram, Facebook, Twitter for this one thing. Build this motherfucker from scratch, even if it's only five followers. But every single, okay, that that's one thing. Just building the brand. Okay, let's, we need a logo. We need a website. We need all of that. Before the festival, even all the other shit comes into play. It's like, we need the foundation to be built. So it was like, all right, first, the first month was fucking all that shit. Just like, all right, build the tra- infrastructure. And the yeah, get, get the logo, the fucking trademark, the website, the fucking social media. Yeah, right, coming build, up with the name. Build, even, huh? Building that, coming up with the name, building all of that shit. And then it was just like, OK, the next step is like budgeting, get, getting the artist, blah, 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 all of that shit. And then it was like, oh, now we need to promote this shit. Like, how are we going to promote it? Where do we promote? Who do we call? Where do we put money? Blah, blah, blah. 
And then all the little things that you don't think of, the lighting, the fucking, the rails, the porta potties, the fucking every little security, all the little details. And I was like, my head wasn't even there. And then I think this was God testing me because at that time, so much shit just got, you know, thrown my way. And then it was just like, fuck, am I supposed to even be doing this show? But the fact that we we got through all of it and made that first show happen is, you know, I think as I look back, I say it's shitty, but people were just like, yo, no, you, it was cool. Like it was a vibe, you know, whatever. Oh no. Well, obviously because that set off the next ones, people all wanted to be a part of it, whether vending, be an artist, whatever. And, and that's crazy that you mentioned that, um, about that, that pressure coming back at you is because, um, that's usually the, I mean, kind of the difference of where you go sometimes is, or the success you, you achieve from that is, is, um, the 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 universe or or whatever it might be circumstances working against what you're doing it it only uh makes it even more i guess um enjoyable when yeah. the shit still happens so all the forces that tried to go against it dog we still had a dope show we still had a dope festival yeah, so it was, it was wild it. bro it was wild like um my laptop that i had everything on like all the thing i was like i was somewhere i was uh, wasn't supposed to be we ended up getting raided cops take my laptop and i'm like oh. whoa what the fuck oh, yo shit. Like, and my laptop was like in custody for like the two months and i had to get a new laptop and do everything from scratch and like Damn. and then it i yeah that part sucked and then another part was mers announces that pay dues is coming back and it's the same day as our fucking show oh, oh, shit. and i was like i i was grateful because i was like we've been waiting for pay dues to come back i love that platform you know what i mean i was like i was already planning on going the next day you know on sunday because it was going to be a two-day event uh-huh. but like the day they announced pay dues i remember calling half the lineup and i was like yo you think we should cancel yo you think she would push postpone you think we should do this but like, half the people were like no i can't do next week i can't do next week and then it was like well looks like we got to go up against the people we're basically trying to be like you know what i mean the the ones that inspired Inspiration. you yeah, we, we were writing it out and dog we we didn't sell shit for pre-sale tickets we sold like maybe like 10 15 tickets and then the week of the both of the festivals um mers announced that pay dues got canceled and then oh. we were like oh shit signs of hope and then maybe a couple weeks before that i ended up getting my laptop back from the cops and then I was like, yo, sign one first sign of hope. And the MERS canceled pay dues. I was like, yo, second sign of hope. And then after, as they canceled pay dues, I noticed a couple more tickets selling. And then also because it was a couple of days before the show and like, that's how hip hop is. Oh, and then, yeah, but still yeah. to the, to, to, to say like, we only sold like 30 pre-sales of, for the first festival, but we still, you know, good thing. Like people came through the day of, and we broke even, we didn't make no money, but it was just like, everything happened everybody had a good time and then everybody's like yo this is a thing that's what i was gonna say that set the that set the play emotion right there because you saw that that response all the stuff you had to go through to get there but I mean, I felt because I was there, dog. I mean, I was I had fun. Seemed like everybody else did too. Yeah. So you know, and luckily that hits. luckily that cop didn't take all your information and throw his own festival. Yeah, facts. LAPD fest or something. Hey, but no, but that that's a lot of uh, of stuff to to have to go through, um, and then still take the pressure of the day because I know there's all these things coming at you left and right while you're doing it yeah because i know you know even when we're doing this platform on on mondays i mean most of the stuff's you know stationary stays where it goes but 
there's always things that we don't account for like yeah. all of a sudden the internet goes out or whatever it might be it's it's stuff that we can't control but then again uh the like the the saying is and i've learned i i remember watching entertainment for since i was a little kid and they always say the show must go on and yeah we got we got to figure a way around the little uh things that hit us and you know we got to get around it and keep the show because people actually um come out and pay to have a good day and watch that show man How, how does that part feel for you as as far as i mean i don't know if you feel it as a responsibility but um it almost is dog people they believe in what you're doing with the thought fest and and they they're willing to buy their tickets now and do the pre-sales and everything because they know they're gonna have a good time and they're gonna see some artists they want to see be able to catch some good merch all that stuff man but uh do you feel any of that or do you you get any good comments from people and stuff about the experience they had at your shows yeah, that that always feels good. You know, it's like putting out an album and getting complimented on it. You know, it it feels good hearing something good about something you created. And um, like you said, now it's like to the point where we're seeing people come from outside of the country and uh, around the around the country and from different continents and shit. And it's like, yo, what the hell's going on? Like, yo, this this is crazy. And um, this is some just, international shit. Yeah, man. and I mean, just the fact that the the brand is getting out there. And uh, I mean. I joke about it, but I was just like, yo, Thought Fest blew up faster than I did. Like, it, was like, it outgrew me because it's like, and I had a couple friends tell me they'll, they'll be in the crowd talking to random people, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, I know 60 East, blah, blah, and they're like, who the fuck is 60 East? And they're like, it's his <laughs> festival, and they're like, oh, that's cool. Like, And then that's when he, my friends would tell me, like, yeah, this is, it's bigger than you now. It's like, you're just another name on the fly. But that's that's when you know you create, that's when you really create something, though. Yeah, yeah, for I sure. mean, dog, because you, you want it to take it, it it's it, you created it but it took on a life of its own so to speak and 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 that's always uh, to me that's always important and a lot of like people may maybe not real I, I like watching documentaries and shit bro yeah and uh but like a lot of people that are you know became a corporation or a a big business a restaurant that that everybody knows or whatever it might have started the same way it's like they created something something they wanted something they had passion about and they maybe didn't realize the response it was going to take but i mean i'm sure it's always welcome when you're the creator of it um that response and that that has to feel good creating something that got that big bro it does it it definitely does obviously it comes with some some negative too you know there's the haters too they'd be talking shit well i'm supposed to be on that Line up or something. Oh, fuck okay. the rappers. I don't, <laughs> fuck fuck. Rap. I don't give a fuck about those stupid-ass rappers. I'm talking about just like the regular, oh, yeah. the regular cats. You know yeah. what I mean? They were like talking, well, talking shit. Well, like. I think that's what you also know. Like, uh, you know, okay, I'm doing something, dog. I got people hating on me for no reason. They don't even know me. Yeah, no, so, I like So I, I'm I doing something good now. Yeah, I think it's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Hey, hey I, I was going to add, like, kind of let into one of the things I was going to ask about. What is something that you have learned about um, – you know, artists or, or, or hip hop in general from throwing these festivals. Cause I'm sure, um, like you said, it has its share of headaches too. Oh yeah. Rappers are trash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, they have a bad, they have, uh, you know, uh, what is the word? Etiquette uh, or 
No, no, it's <laughs> the word I'm looking for is they. What's the word? They Entitlement. Like, it, there you go. They feel like they deserve something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like uh, you know, sometimes you don't even know them, and they feel like you owe them something, dog. It, like the entitlement thing. I mean, because we see it here, dog, and we yeah, just do yeah. a show every week. I mean, like, um, luck. Merge has been really a, a, a cool mentor. Um, he he's kind of reached out and been just like, yo, if you have any questions, you know what I mean. I I did pay dues for this 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 long. I have a lot of experience so he gave me a lot of game early on we've had a lot of in-depth conversations about that shit and he told me early on he was like bro you're gonna hate rappers about the end of the <laughs> end of the festival he's like rappers are the most entitled fucking divas in the fucking world and you're inviting 10 of them 10 20 of the best ones and the fucking you know it's all it's we just kind of joked about it but it was it's definitely a thing bro just like Yo, why is my name below this guy? Or why am I performing for this guy? We've had people pull out of the show because they didn't like their set times type shit. Um, Luckily, I have a a good name and a good relationship with a lot of cats like that know a lot of cats. So it's like not necessarily strangers doing business, but um, we've definitely had some of that. And to be fair, there's been a lot of artists that have good teams and they're, they're fucking on point with all the emails, on point with communication at the show. I'm not asking for all kinds of crazy shit that they didn't ask for fucking weeks ahead of time you know all, all that shit so i'll always definitely shout out to the cats that are on their shit you can see why they're more successful than the cats that aren't and you get to see that firsthand yeah from you know uh throwing the whole venue and dealing with all the cats but yeah even uh you know kind of what you said sometimes we have our our moments you know doing this for so long or sometimes i go motherfucker, like <laughs> these fucking dudes like yeah, yeah. we're here doing like I feel like we're doing the right thing. Give them a platform to speak. And then they're asking for all like this extra shit or whatever. Like, bro, like that's not how it works. Like, yeah. We were supposed to work together here, but it's, it's crazy. The sense of entitlement that, that people do have. It's, it's, it's a trip to me. And we, like I said, we do see it firsthand. Um, so besides that part, is there, I mean, is that the most negative part is dealing with sometimes the artists? yeah probably probably that that would say it i mean and luckily our crowd isn't like no no too crazy they definitely fuck up the porter potties every year with the tagging and shit oh. but like that comes with the hip-hop shit yeah. um I yeah, thought you were gonna crowd. say in the other way though the ones that go to the ones oh, yeah, that go no, to the no. show to take they, a they shit. They had the, the, yeah. the vendor with the chili or something. Shout out to Big Rob the Champ. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he sends people the to the porter <laughs> Shit, he sold out of chili at the last show, so he, he probably the reason they blew porta potties were on fire. Um, yeah, I mean, there's other than just all the nitpicking, all the little shit that there's. Uh, not too much to complain about you know what i mean yeah the uh i but that's important you said that i feel like you know because i've even been i've hosted shows you know that wasn't even my show and i'm just there they asked me to host even certain segments or whatever and I, i'm there to host and cats will be coming up to me going hey can you get me on next like dog i didn't make the lineup yeah. i'm actually just here to to help to work you know with these guys and this to go talk to them you know because i like my whole thing is like sometimes too i'm not i'm not gonna sit here and argue with you bro like this is the way the shit is this the way the show goes if they change it they'll come tell me and we're good just and i tell them like go find that like why are you i'm the host bro and you're pressuring me to put on like i've seen i've seen cats like 
literally bullshit their way on stage to get a slot. I'm yeah. sure you've seen that too. I've done it. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I've had cats tell me, yeah. Uh, I just talked to so and so, and they know the guys. So it's like, oh, you're up next. All right, cool. <laughs> and then I, they come up like, hey, how did uh, so and so get on? Fuck, he told me. You <laughs> I don't know. I'm not security. That's a trip. Hey, hey uh, I got a question too. Uh, if you could take us back to uh, what around 2020 when I think you already had a, a festival about to be booked when the whole pandemic thing happened right yeah so what was your thoughts or what, what were you thinking was gonna happen or what, what, what? that shit sucked i uh, was like i wasn't really paying attention to what was going on people were just like seeing we're just kind of seeing shit getting shut down and i wasn't like watching the news or nothing like that and i was like yo guys don't worry you know we're not coachella we're not that big of an event like they're not gonna shut us down but then it was just like yo everything's fucking getting shut down and then I remember um, talking with evidence about it, like, the day, it was, like, March 14th or whatever, like, the day before everything got fucking announced that it was getting shut down. And he was like, yo, it's, we, it, it was crazy, like, having a fucking um, end-of-the-world conversation with one of my favorite rappers, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, we were cool at the time, but it was just, like, we weren't, like, fucking good friends or anything to be having that kind of conversation uh-huh. but it was like the was times like, dictated yeah that. yeah and it was yeah. like we had a good a good long conversation about like yo what should we do blah 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 and um we on that conversation we kind of decided it was like yo it's best to at least like let's sit it down and then since he was headlining it was like really um i want to say motivating it was just like encouraging that like okay he was like yo I got you, bro. He's like, whenever you decide to do the show again, I'm all headline. Like, don't worry about it. Like, don't worry about that shit. And then at the same, in the same conversation, we're like, fuck, is the, is this it? Like, is this gonna, is the world about to end? Like, <laughs> who knows type shit. You know what I mean? Then it's like, let's throw one last one just to set the world yeah, off. Then, like- <laughs> I mean, we had that, it was just a crazy combo, but then we had discussed it and we we're like, he, he reassured me. He was just like, I got you. He was like, whenever the next show. I was like, all right, cool. So then he was, another thing that we had said was, um, it's better to be ahead of it than it is to be behind it. So he's like, if it's better to cancel than to get canceled, then I was like, all right, cool. So then we made the announcement. And then the next day they were like, all right, no fucking events for the next fucking three Damn, months or whatever. Timing, huh? Yeah. So it was just like, all right, like, we ended up being in front of it. But it was definitely a headache trying to bounce back from that because of all the ticket sales and then dealing with all the artists that already had deposits out and all that shit. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then um, and then confirming that they can come back when you Exactly. Uh, That's why like we, we ended up losing like um like on that original lineup we ended up losing Blimes and Gab and then we ended up losing Sage Francis. But I think I think those were just like two of the main acts that we had lost. Um and we haven't been able to get them back on on another show. But, yeah, I mean, the bounce back was crazy. But luckily, everybody's team was cool. Dizzy Wright's team was cool. Uh, Rock Marciano's cool. that the one that Crooked was on, too? And, no, no, that no. The, that was uh, the 2019. That's right. That was the year before, yeah. And, um, yeah, it, it sucked because, you know, we had the launch party. Launch party was doing super good. And then we had Harry Mack do the lineup. And it was just, like, super good momentum oh, Harry going Mack, into the freestyler? The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I we had a freestyle. Yeah, yeah. yeah the oh, lineup um, that year. And then it was... Uh, it was said to be a dope ass year, but you know everything canceled. I can't even complain because people lost millions. People people lost oh, their lives. They lost jobs, their companies. Fuck, yeah, fuck it was a, crazy. Fuck, fuck, you know we cancel. We had to cancel the show. You know, no, I mean, who yeah. cares, dog? Uh, you you guys <laughs> navigated through it, and it, it seems like you know. Well, especially during that time, though, um, you know, as, as a hip hop head myself, you know, from where it started for me. Um, I know like so many people even that I've talked to like 
you know, it was cool. Like people were like, okay, we'll get a little break. I don't have to go to work for a little while. But then it got to the point where it's like, I just need to get the fuck yeah, out of the house, dog. I, I need to go to a show, bro. Like, and I, and I think, uh, a lot of pe- a lot of hip hop heads had that same feeling because I feel like when shows started again, like people were out there to support, man. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I remember those first couple shows being outside. It was just like, man, having you know, usually run into the, the same cats at the same show at the same shows. Like you know, whether it's a month or two or three months, you go without seeing them, you'll run into them eventually. And then it was like, damn, I haven't seen you in like two years. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Seems like yesterday. Yeah, yeah she's crazy. Yeah, I've been in the house for two years. How about you? Yeah, same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's no, wild. yeah, it was, it was trippy times, bro. But uh, yeah, luckily we're able to navigate navigate through it. And um, something we talk about like on B side a lot, like with the artists, is it, it, I feel like it also it it made not only the the fans kind of reappreciate the art yeah but it also made the artists kind of go back and some of them even reinvented themselves some yeah, of them no got a whole new inspiration from being okay this is what i do this is my art this is what keeps me sane right now like and art became a little bit different too the way it was expressed so yeah. a lot of different changes out of all that man all right man talking all the all thought fest and everything like that but you know my my brother briefly mentioned it before we get into the new lineup and all that stuff but um how, how did you guys come up with the title um so i read this book called um the happiness of pursuit mm-hmm. finding the journey that'll bring meaning to your life it was a long ass title but the happiness of pursuit part always stuck out to me and then it was not only the name, but it was also what the book was about. So the book was about this dude that he had a goal that he wanted to visit every country in the world before the age of 35. And he wanted to write a book about it. But he decided instead of writing the book about his journey, he was going to write it about the people who he met along the way that were on journeys of their own. And then he talks about meeting this girl. Just like, oh, her goal was to take a, a million photos and this other this other dude and his dad they had to go to go to a baseball game in every at every stadium in the country and it just like it was super dope and then it made me think of my journey and it was like as an artist and all the places i've been able to travel and then every city i meet a dope artist and i'm like yo this person's dope i wish i could fucking tell my people my my fans or whatever about their story and then i was like you know what what if we built this festival based on that concept and then i'm gonna invite all these people that i've met from around the country that i think are dope and invite them here to perform and put them in front of my audience like homie from the book did but he did it in book form i'm doing it in festival form and um yeah that's, that's i'm so all came i'm together. so glad it had a deep <laughs> meaning bro like you didn't just say oh, i found it in a fortune cookie or oh, something yeah, no no, yeah. no that no, no but, but that, sense that makes a lot of yeah. sense because the journey and then all the artists are on that same you know yeah, their so own it's, journey it's not like, just the name too it's like the whole concept of the festival is built upon you know we call them independent artists but it's just like these are people that are like on the seeking the happiness and getting the happiness out of being on the pursuit of chasing their art and, and that's me, the thing know. it flips it because you know usually they say the pursuit, the pursuit of, happiness, of happiness but yeah, this right. is actually the happiness of the in other words the yeah. journey is the part exactly like, the, part, yeah. you know, the journey then, is the good part someone so. asked me that question yesterday i didn't know how to word it but um somebody had said it in a song they always they say um getting there is getting there is way more fun than getting there yeah and it's just like like you said this the journey not the destination uh, i just seen you see uh the homie man shout out whoop probably have him on the show too but the homie jake has and he also recently 
uh, has his own business he started. Dope. But he's he, he was just saying something on his post the other day, and it was about that, too. He's all the this is the part I like, like this is, I decided to start. I wasn't happy when I was, I was, he was at a place. He was making decent money, but that's not what made him happy. He wanted to do something himself, what he created a business. And he's even saying, this is the part where I'm beginning. I don't have no employees. I'm going door to door with yeah. my flyer. Like you were saying earlier, he goes, this is the part I like. Cause I'm going to look back later and go, this is the part. This was what it was all about. And, you know, I, I also, um, I, I try to take that into consideration every day, bro, because, you know, I'm getting up there too. Um, sometimes I feel like, I, I know I've done a lot of good things, but in my own mind, sometimes I'm not where I want to be. But then I always have to sit back and remember that part, though, and it's 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 the journey part, man. It's, yeah. you know, um, it, to get where you're where your goal is or where your goal is trying to take you but it's that middle part that we got to appreciate more man yeah so that, that's hell dope yeah. title yeah hell yeah it makes fucking like even when you when i first heard it when you first came out like that shit just makes it like a lot of sense it's like, yeah i i got it but yeah, yeah you know what i mean it it's you. like the actual pursuit is not that you know like the, i mean the happiness along the way type of thing but i wanted to ask you um so out of all the years like i, I know there, there's probably a lot of them but I mean, what's the first name you think of when you're like, damn, I got this dude on my fucking festival? Obi Trice. Bring your uh, name. Oh, no gimmicks. Yeah, no gimmicks. <laughs> That's what's yeah, like, He was dope. I had yeah. his album. Dude, first we album had all those albums. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I did I did an interview last night and they asked us how that shit's at the top of my head. Yeah, but, yeah. um, yo, Obi Trice. I mean, like, go back to high school. I got to live through the G unit, Eminem yeah, fucking yeah, era, D12 yeah, and all that yeah. shit. So I was like being able to grab someone from there. And I always thought Obi was hella underrated. I always think bro, he, I was going like to say could, that he could spit, bro. He, he's hella dope. His voice was hella dope. Mm -hmm. I, I just liked him. And I just I, people just kind of and um his first album that the album that he performed at the festival. Classic. Cheers. Classic. People would be like, yeah, I have that. Like, nah, y'all fuck it up, bro. Like. Front to back, that shit got hits, bro. Like yeah. classic hits to take you back to that era, yeah. and um, and it's not just that. What was the drinking one? The uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Only, it has the sounds oh, yeah. of the the bottle. The, the, the got, got some glasses. got some teeth. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that one. When I wake up, hopefully she got some the, teeth. No, <laughs> that was like the single, but it was like there was so many dope songs on that yeah. album, bro. He was hard, yeah. and then on top of that. Yo, I've never seen no no other festival book dude, bro. Never, ever, 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 bro. Never seen nobody book them before. So I was like, that to me, especially for year two, people were like, yo, Greaves, Fashawn, motherfucking Obi tries, bro. Like, oh, they were the even fuck? saying. <laughs> what the fuck is this full 60 thinking? Like, what the hell? And then That's it was dope. like, bro. In a good way, though, because you know the, the hip-hop heads were going, fuck yeah, Oh, dog. yeah, hell yeah. And uh, I mean, that's something that I feel like people always compliment the lineups. And uh, I've noticed that the artists that we book, they're fans of hip-hop, so they're always, people always say that this is like an artist's lineup, an artist's lineup. And then, um, because you got to know your shit, you got to be in the culture, but it's dope seeing like some of the headliners be backstage. Like, yo, I'm sticking around to watch fucking Lighter Shade or Brown. Oh, yeah. Fucking, or I was going to say that that's pretty dope how, how the, the mix of artists, too, because it's like, you know, you get somebody like Evidence and you, you get like Lighter Shade or Brown. You have kind of yeah, different yeah, yeah. types. You have of, not you know, only, uh, you know, you're you're not only, um, you know, bridging the, the difference in age and the and, uh, time they came up. But it's also like bridging all the different subgenres. Yeah. 
yeah that have evolved through hip-hop because it's That's, still it's still a dope lineup you can hear one style of hip-hop then you're gonna hear like some some classic style or whatever it might be. And then plus the you got your battle back. rap stage still yeah, going yeah. on too. So that's and that, a, that's always been the goal, dude. You don't want to hear fucking backpack fucking raps all fucking day long. And it's like hip hop is such a big culture now. We have so many different pockets. There's literally so many pockets. We can't fucking fit them all on one stage. But it's like mm -hmm. and and it's also like you can't just pick one from each and think everyone's gonna match. You kind of gotta have. Merz, Merz gave me a gem, and I'll, I guess I'll tell you guys for anybody out there that ever wants to throw a show. But he told me that they at pay dues that he would book in threes, and he's all because chances are if you see three artists that you fuck with, then you'll go to the show. But if you only see one, you're like ah, I don't know anybody else, and then that 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 bar always stuck with me. So I was like, all right, let's try to. We haven't, we can't afford to book three artists of every shit yet, but so we try to do like one or two. Yeah. Hey, you guys are you, you're right there, bro. And you know, that that's so, uh, like, again, I've been a hip hop head dog since the shit started pretty much, pretty yeah. much. I mean, you know, but um, like from break dancing to being yep. an artist to being in studios to, re you know, putting on a platform to hosting shows, all that stuff. And, you know, one of the things I I really dig about it is that that part, bro, is where like you were just saying is like say so, a, a younger artist say just rips the stage right, and they got their fans out there too. But then you know, an older head, an older artist that might be coming up, an OG in the game, might catch some of that, and then vice versa. It works the different way, and you see the showmanship. Like so, then the younger artists will say, watch like one of the OGs. Yeah. And then just catch gems from, like, say, their stage show. Because, you know, from all the years of, of cats doing it, um, they refine their stage show. There's so many, like, levels in this hip-hop shit, dog, yeah. when you want to be entertained. And that's one of the things why I've always just loved hip-hop so much, bro, is just that whole engulfment of all the different cultures, all the different. Now that hip-hop is getting in an older stage, um, finally getting 50 right yeah almost 50, 50 yeah. next year it's it's getting to a stage where it's being accepted like say your rock and roll your country music your yeah. you know whatever you might have um we got grandparents bumping fucking yeah tupac and, shit. and and that's the other beauty you have you might have a grandparent or a parent going to a show with their kid oh, my, yeah, my mom has a tupac <laughs> cd <laughs> yeah, oh, shit. i was about to say that like um say a lighter shade of brown and a fucking dizzy right you know what i mean that's somebody like yo i want to go see dizzy right and when pop is like yo i remember lighter shit yeah, 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 yeah. back in let's the, roll my, back in my day you know what i mean he's like oh yeah. yeah let's go i'm down to go yeah we had we have people like that do you remember that like, oh like, doug yeah uh, like it Kid was Frost uh heavy so. uh uh the homie heavy yeah. i think you know heavy uh uh but anyways he came i i can't remember i don't know actually i don't even think he was booked on the show he had hit us up randomly he watched the show. He was like, yeah. can I come watch so, this? So he in, goes, in hey, studio. dog, he hit me up, like, on a side message, like, bro, my dad is a fan of Kid. We had Kid Frost on. He's on. My dad's a big Kid Frost fan. It, is it cool? Is it possible that I could take him over there just to check out the, <laughs> yeah, so, the yeah, show, bro? And I was like, hell yeah, dog. And, and dog, they both had a great time. And Frost was happy, bro. He was like, fuck yeah, dog. You slapped hands with both of them. And he, he even told him, like, thanks for bringing your dad over here, yeah, like, to check dope, out. The, and Frost even performed. It was cool, man, because he didn't have to do all that. But that, that whole thing of uh, a part of hip-hop is, you know, the... Um, I guess it it's goes generational. Well, yeah, but it, but it goes back to the for me the networking part is like I met 
so many people through hip hop that I would have never probably had conversations with. Like you even said, ta having a whole conversation about the end of the world with <laughs> one of your favorite artists. Yeah, like yeah. this is the shit that hip hop builds, bro. And it's, yeah. it's like one of the coolest things for me, bro. Real talk. Um, who, who, the new one, man. Talk about it, man. You guys, uh, what, what number is this? So this is our sixth show, Jeez. but this is our fifth year. Okay. So in 2019, we got ambitious to do two shows in one year. Um, don't train trying to do that shit again. But <laughs> yeah, so this is our five year anniversary. You know, um, I'm just I'm it's crazy to even see that we've got to five years. And I, I've had homies that thrown festivals and shit like that. And they've been they hit me up and they're like, yo, getting to five years is a fucking thing in festival business because so many people bust their shit on the first one or the second one. And then it's like three and four. It's like, OK, but five is like, yo, you're cemented like you're you're a staple type shit. And um. So that that's gets me super excited, but um, yeah, that that's where the idea of like, yo, we got to go all out on this fucking lineup came from. Hell yeah. Who are we gonna you know? see there, man? So to start it off, like we could even just go back from the generational talk, but like the top two names, Reason, who came out within the last four or five four or five years, to the Far Side, who came out fucking early '90s. You know what yeah. I mean? And just just those two top names cover fucking thirty years of hip hop. Yeah in the two first names and then from there just you know it trickles down but um yeah so reason representing tde the whole that whole camp um that whole wave um super excited to have him on the, the bill whole fucking lyrical ability on that crew is ridiculous yeah oh, they're, yeah. they're just they're they're super dope and yeah. it's just like um they don't they i don't want to say they don't sound like like golden hip-hop because they kind of they kind of do but it's like over newer wave beats yeah um, yeah so it's like not too far-fetched for like the the cats that are stuck in the boom bap era or whatever to find something they like about this cat you know mm -hmm. what i mean mm -hmm. um the far side obviously legendary hip-hop group oh, yeah. um very rare that you get to see him perform like as a group but this year they uh decided to i'm glad they're doing stuff you know the the crew back you know doing yeah, yeah. stuff together for again, the man. for the 30 year anniversary of the bizarre ride album yeah all um, right so that's i mean being able to have that legacy perform at the show is super that's dope some classic shit. um shit motherfucking sugar free dog uh oh. pimp, 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 pimp. there's not there's you gotta have him in promote i mean you know he's near his, his you know he's nearby his yeah I'll, I'll if about i to tell say you that, a flea could pull up you take a chain hook his little ass <laughs> i was about to say like um aside from just being a west coast legend and then bringing a whole different flavor to the show he grew up down the street you know pomona he's a yep. local cat um sci high the prince um dog i i was just watching i randomly like i'll just have weeks where i just go on and i'll go on in my pad and i'll bump on my surround sound the youtube and just yeah. bump in some ciphers whatever it might be a concert Random i go shit. different genres of music but I'm glad you mentioned that because I was just checking the. I think it was the Psy High on the LA Leakers. Yeah, I think it was yeah, that yeah. joint. Dog, he that, went crazy. Yeah, but the thing is, is he's, and that's the thing with artists like that. Again, a part of hip hop I love is when they're just so, uh, like confident with themselves. Mm -hmm. and oh they yeah, how stop. he performed, dude. And he's it. just literally like, <laughs> it's just so easy for him to rap dope yeah, and yeah, like. Yeah. You know, somebody, that what's crazy is that somebody, you know, I've got to interview and I'm, I'm going to have him on this podcast eventually, the homie fucking, you mentioned him earlier, but Chino XL. Dope. And it was crazy for me to hear him um, talk about other artists that 
how easy it comes for them when it seems like you know yeah. hearing that from chino because other you know rappers look up to chino man his pen is ridiculous dog and um and his passion behind the mic and all that stuff but it was crazy to hear him a lyrical beast yeah. dog talking about how he sees certain artists seem so comfortable and and just it's like natural like he mentioned cats like raz kaz and different people but it to hear that from another artist giving respect is is cool man that's real dope sci high that's dope that chino just dropped that that comic book with oh the yeah homie gift revolver he's another homie of ours he drew his comic for his new shit that shit oh, was sick hard. artist dog he, he did all the out. illustrations for his oh, new yeah. comic man oh. and yeah. and who else we got man um i mean yeah yeah it was not uh sci high i mean just i've been a fan of do forever from all the shit he did for kanye with kanye and fucking see and i want to see him live over here yeah exactly yeah. i've never seen him live so yeah. that's another thing um next up we got ninth wonder and the mussolini uh Ninth Wonder, obviously legendary producer. Yeah. We've been trying to get him on the festival for a minute, and he just happened to drop this project with Mussolini. He's a who's a younger artist that in New York, but the project is super dope. And I was like, "Yo, let's get these cats on the show." Um, Locksmith representing the Bay, super dope MC. For those that don't know, dog, I like ask somebody. I literally like. I mean, almost all the 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 raps that he posts on his shit i i post them bro because yeah. it like it's just certain shit is so raw like he's it's so dope to it. me yeah dude i remember being he's a so fucking, fucking uh, lyrical bro being a kid in fucking junior high watching um mtv or BET. oh he was on that show he battled yeah, on the fucking battled. show I remember, dude dog. I want to say that was one of the first battles I ever yeah, seen, and okay. then like, to this day, I re I remember him from yep. that. And then um, I remember that following I his career the whole like the whole way. So he's a legend to me, even though to some people may may not even know him. Like to me, like, I've just seen him come up and um, super dope to to get well, him on the show. And again, it's 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 also super refreshing again as a hip hop head though. But when you got cats that are like super intelligent with yeah, it, yeah, like. Yeah spitting so many gems on a in a verse sometimes you, and, and and i always love that where you have to go back and rewind it yeah like damn what do you just say damn Wait, that's crazy bro him. and that's that's locksmith bro. yeah him and sci-high really. yeah sci-high uh, too yeah uh open mike eagle representing project blow yeah. um the blow com comedy central i mean that dude open mike eagle such a legend also um Shit, I gotta pull up this damn line on myself. It's all good, well, man. I know, I know we you got the the little sis, the homegirl Bella, on there too. Right? Oh yeah, Bella, shout, the out, rapper to, shout out to Bella the yeah, rapper. Yeah, another, another yeah. uh, you know, a new artist that's doing her thing, passionate man. She's the homie of ours. She comes through here and kicks it, dog, uh, because she don't live too far from here. But oh. um, it's it's so dope. To, like again, to see like the growth, like and yeah. and dog, uh, she just she's she's uh, she works hard, so yeah, she deserves what's coming. You know what I mean? So. Yep. Um, Afro, all flows reach out. What um, up, Afro? Shout out to Afro. Bro. Um, who hopefully whose album, his debut album, should be out before the festival. We're we're hoping so. So that's gonna be super dope to catch him. He's been working on that for a while. But the <laughs> thing is, he he want, I, he had that. Com <laughs> we we've had him on the show, and he had the conversation about right. it. Uh, he told us like it's he's he wants to get it right. He wants to do it. It's his first album, bro. He's still young. Fuck yeah. it, dog. Do it right. It, like it, it's crazy. Um, me and Afro became really good friends over the. I I got to tour with him and Ra in um like 2016, and then ever since then, like 
I, I, Afro's probably like one of the people that I've spent the most time with, like outside. When of you my, were when you're on tour and no, stuff I mean like, just the outside of oh. my, outside of like people that I grew up with. Like I'm, I spent a lot of time with Afro and shit. Just like he's probably like one of the closest friends that I've made within the the hip hop shit. But um, yeah, like I I've been at his crib and we're like celebrating his album being finished, like five times already you know what I mean? like, <laughs> we'd be there and like, all right it's for this this time's for real all right let's take a, let's take a shot and fucking a couple months later it's like ah oh, shit this happened or this happened and I'm, i've been part of it i've been part of the creation of the album like part of the from almost the beginning so i'm like almost as excited as him to get his album out there just so i can celebrate my homie's album you know yeah hell I mean? yeah um El Camino representing Buffalo and uh, Griselda affiliate. You know what I mean? He he was actually at the festival when we had a uh, Benny and Conway, but he didn't perform. But um, yeah, we just wanted to have that Griselda energy at the show. Uh, Crisis representing the Soul Council, Jamla Records, and all that. Um, Propaganda, other dope, super uh, super dope MC. Uh, I don't like classifying people, but like they call him the Christian hip hop artist. So he's kind of representing that forefront on the show. Uh, sadistic and no, no representing a cunning linguist, sadistic, you know, rhyme sayers affiliate, all that. Um, they've been doing their thing. They just released the album together. Lucy Camp, you know, Lucy Camp came up cypher effect MC yeah, uh, yeah. representing the Bay. We've been trying to get her on the show forever, and like we actually had an event earlier this year, a part of Ladies' Night, and we had her down here with Vel the Wonder, and uh, it was super dope. And I think it was her first like official show that she she said. So I'm pretty sure this is her so first sad. first festival she's gonna get to perform at. Soundtrack, man, Soundtrack just got signed to the Soul Council. Um, Mad Lib is really big in this dude up. Everybody like this in the producer beat world is like calling this kid the next Jay Dilla. Super excited to have him on the show. You guys said Bella, A Wall One. You know what can you say? Le- Shapeshifter, yeah, legendary dude. Um, hey, we- fun fact: he he designed a couple of our shit. Uh, you know, the, a couple of our things we've done on shirts and stuff. Dope. Yeah, he's he's, he's dope. also an artist too. Yeah, yeah. graphic artist. Yeah, super yeah. Dope. Um, Whitney Payton. Whitney Payton is someone I recently got put on. She's from Philly. She's been doing a lot of stuff on the West Coast. Um, a lot of stuff in the. Uh, LGBT community, a lot of stuff, just getting busy, and she's a spitter, and um, yeah, I just, I've been watching her, and I was like, yo, she's represents something different, and I was like, I like that, I was like, I want to bring her to be part of the show, uh, def, you know, Defying Ariano, Noah James, myself, um, Daisy Lynn, Lisa Vasquez, Patty Clover, Diamonique, um, man, they're just, oh, you, oh, Neek's going, yo, oh, bro, they're, shit. They're, there's just so much heat, yo, that's my <laughs> homie from like, yo, dog, yeah, that's like, the fam, Pat, right Patty's there. one of our fam and, here too. And, she comes and in, Patty's yeah. one of our DJs every once in a while. She's man, the homie, family, yeah, bro. like Diamonique, like growing up in the IE, I used to look up to. She was part of the whole Sly Boogie, Dirty Birdie, oh, all that yeah. shit going oh, on. Oh, dog, I saw her in lunch. Her working on a. They're working on a project together too. Yeah, he yeah, lunched the that. general. He was yep. from the 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 whole uh, homeless nation back in the yep, day, bro. Yep. All that. Um, I mean, what up, so Meek? the the line the lineup keeps getting crazy. Um, the ground wave. So a big announcement that we have part of this year's show is uh, we added a third stage, um, officially, and uh, it's hosted and curated by the legendary artist Merce. Okay. Um, he picked he handpicked all the artists on his lineup. Um, so just to have him part of the show was super, super dope in itself. Um, people that we just had actually hosting, hosting the main stage, we got Lush One, 
legendary battle rapper, Ooh, no. connoisseur, you know what I mean? That's our boy. And uh, Justin Hunt, you know, my personally my favorite hip-hop journalist in, in this whole shit. But um, if you guys aren't familiar with him, check out all the shit he did with Hip Hop DX and the breakdown and all that. And um, yeah, shit. Oh, we actually just added Chewy, Chewy from the Bay to yeah. be okay. from Roman on the show too. Damn, um, man, big, big, big things right there. But bro, I was gonna say like, it seems like um, you know, it comes from a the way you put your festivals is not just to throw a festival and get tickets sold. It's like you're a fan as well yeah and yeah. you could tell but bro but by the way you put the lineups together and i like the diversity like i said and and having that you know from far side to reason bro it it, it just it gives everybody the full uh kind of their full meal of hip-hop yeah for the casual fan that might just be on one thing they're gonna get their full dose and people that's the other thing and when they see live performances it, it that's what i think me as a hip-hop head a lot of the cats that I end up following and being a consumer of their music is some, at some point I saw them live yeah. and killing shit. And I said, damn, this dude's dope. I got to support. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's shit. There's been cats that I listen to their music and I'm like, Oh, this dude's whack. And then I'll see him. <laughs> I'll see him live. And I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. Never mind. This never mind. Yeah. This motherfucker's dope. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I must've listened to the wrong track. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta or, see the rest of the yeah, catalog. Or I didn't see how the energy yeah, the that energy. was supposed to be with yeah. it, you know, at the same time, man. But Hey, bro, um, let, let's talk about this before we get in the rabbit fire round. But as far as your new music, yeah. um, you've been mad busy as well on that tip. Um, staying busy, but uh, let's talk about it, man. What you got? Let the people know. So loosely, I, I've been I'm working on a gang of shit, a gang of random shit. But I have like three projects already set, ready to go. They're just waiting for the final triggers to get pulled. One, I have a single with evidence um, that's, nice. just, that's been tucked. I've just been sitting, waiting to drop it uh, with a special feature. Uh, I haven't announced it yet, but, um, yeah, I'm super, super excited to drop that. Did uh, he produce it? Evidence produced yeah, it. Yeah, I was in the, he's, his production is sick as well, besides yeah, yeah. being a dope artist. Yeah, man. for sure. Yeah. Um, I have a... I started a new group with... Uh, we actually just talked about him, Afro. Um, and this just goes back to me being at his crib, fucking watching movies, smoking weed, just chilling. And we're like, yo, let's just make some music. Well, all right, fuck it, let's make some music. Um, and then, yeah, so he actually, people don't know, but Afro actually produces. He's a producer also, and uh, he produced the whole, it's like a five-song EP, so he produced it. Um, we have a song, uh, he raps on it too, uh, along with uh, me, him, and Razzcaz have a joint. Damn. And um, that whole universe is like a whole, it's just going to be like a duo in itself, you know what I mean? We're just going to do something completely different branding-wise with that. Is there, my, do you guys have a group name for that yet or not nah, yet? Nah, uh, we have it. It's in, in the works? Yeah, yeah, it's in the works. We're okay. still trying to pick, decide. Okay. Um, and then my album. I, I say this is my debut album, even though I've been around forever, but this is like my first official studio album and um, produced entirely by Crisis and Eric G of the Soul Council, who Grammy-nominated producers, you know what I mean? They have hits with Sean Price, Mac Miller, fucking Rhapsody, um, Master Ace, um... Hella people, you know what I mean? They're just legendary producers, and um, they produced my whole next album, and then the Damn. album's got got crazy features on it, um, front to back. It's just I've never put so much into a project, and it's just like a, that's what I'm really excited to to roll out. And that low key, that's why I haven't been releasing a lot of music because I want to release these three things kind of back to back and just feed off the energy or whatever. So once I have all three of them ready to go, it's fucking go time. 
Do you have an order for that release yet, or like how, how tentatively? Like, how how soon? Like your solo official first solo is that this year or early next year? Man, it's crazy because we've been working on it. Um, I got the first beat from the album in two thousand. 18 or 7 18 when i was on tour with elza and crisis that's when the first beat started but i didn't like conceptualize the album to like um the next like 18 19 and evidence is actually the dude that gave me the idea for the concept of the album so they all kind of happened together and then um yeah we've been working on it been working on the mixing process luckily like when the shut lockdowns happened i was able to sit down lay everything down get most of the mixing down collect all the features and just kind of get everything together but now i kind of put it in the hands because crisis wanted to mix it himself so now the project is in north carolina getting worked on at the fucking but it but that's <laughs> but that's a good thing yeah yeah, it, it because is. he didn't want to hand it off to someone else. Yeah, yeah, he wanted true. firsthand like you know what i mean yeah and i wanted him to have yeah, his, yeah, exactly. his hands on it and yeah. uh but the problem with that is he's got a busy play you know he's working on shit with Busta rhymes and benny the butcher and i'm pretty low on his priority list uh, um but we're but we're tight and he, he he we're just in the finalizing ship stages so i'm actually supposed to go to north carolina to fuck with him in ninth and um that whole squad That's and, and finish and finish the album but that uh, should be a fun uh mission too yeah man. and i mean they're both on the festival so it's just like um they'll be out here so you know, that's that's one of the things also, you know, through my journey in this game, you know, from being in studios, from being, you know, uh, break dancing, whatever it yeah. might be. But when you kind of start to be able to chop it up with, with also cats that you looked up, looked up to or respect what they do. And when they start fucking with you and giving you their feedback, like I've had so many dope conversations with cats like. I literally was a consumer now I, yeah. now they're like homies of mine yep. but that shit feels good right there like okay I'm, i think i'm on there i think i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing you know what i mean yeah did definitely and um yeah that's why I, i've been super selective about anything that i'd be doing like as far as artist wise just because like i'm really focused on getting these projects out and, and getting them out uh the right way you know what i mean and and now you're kind of setting uh the bar for yourself too because because yeah. now the, where, where you are going with it and the 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 networks that you made and the the relationships and the chemistry you built with artists and different things um it, it's like uh that it needs to be in its own place you know what i mean set it let, let it come out when it needs to come out man yeah and then like being the fucking face of the festival and all that has its you know benefits and and shit to it too but and also the negatives i can't be putting out no whack shit people be like that's the motherfucker yeah. me. <laughs> this is the motherfucker telling me i can't or can't be on the show yeah, this yeah. is the first part of the show so is it's this like, a guy i was emailing uh, yeah yeah no so nah, it's just like you. yo i gotta i gotta come with that shit you know what i mean hey so uh speaking on that before we're gonna get in the rabbit fire round in a sec kind of tail this off but um we we don't usually like you know we don't harp on too much of the negative in, in our platform in general uh we save that you know shock jock shit for the other yeah platforms and stuff like that um but besides the the negative the negative parts you know dealing with artists and their egos and entitlement and different things like that what what has been the the best part for you um as far as this hip-hop journey whether with the festival or your music what what's like the the, the positive parts that you really pull from it music wise like just getting to connect with my audience like getting to meet people around the world that 
feel the way I do or like the way that I talk about it or whatever it may be, just being able to have an audience of people that fuck with what I do um, music-wise. As far as the festival, it's probably definitely getting to fucking have conversations with the heroes and yeah. the artists that I'm a fan of. Like I feel you on that. Getting to chop it up with Obi Trice or Mob Deep or whoever it may be, you know what I mean? Because a lot of the times, like, I'm picking these fools up from the airport or fucking I'm the one taking them to the hotel or whatever it may be. And we just get to have, like, regular-ass conversations and... um that that's probably that's definitely the my favorite part of the like festival. someone yeah like someone that you grew up like checking their music or might have looked up to the way they handle their biz and then next thing you know you're riding in the car just having a regular yeah. conversation man. like i'll never Shit's forget dope. like rolling with mob deep and i picked a couple of them up from the airport it was like uh les big noid and big twins and we they was all in my fucking in my mom's car and like i'm taking these dudes to the spot <laughs> and just hearing them like yo what up done what up done yeah, i'm yeah. like yo <laughs> bro this shit is like and then it was cool because i like obviously i heard it throughout the music and i always wonder what it was but then i remember reading prodigy's book and then him explaining all of that like how they have their own lingo in queensbridge and this was their shit and then getting to be in the ride with them and they'd be like yo what up done and i was like yo okay you know what i mean you feel you kind of feel a part of like that that history you know i uh I probably over uh, over tell this story, but like one of my like a favorite time in hip hop, you mentioned Sugar Free is going to be at the show. But like I literally got to I, uh, with the homie uh, Casino who works with uh, Sugar Free a lot, probably might be on the show with them. I'm not sure. But um, like I literally kicked it a whole weekend at Sugar Free's pad. Oh, shit. They were supposed to go do some music. I just went along and dog. We ended up just having it was a cool ass time. Just like like you imagine. said, <laughs> on some conversation shit. On like dog. I didn't know Sugar Free cooks. Like he was making food. Like yo, check this out. Like oh, he, shit, he's bro. like yo, rabbit. Try some of this shit. Like I, crazy, it was bro. just a cool experience for me. You know what I mean? Get so, you some of this. Yeah, yo, yeah. not everybody can say Sugar Free's cooked for them, man. Yeah, yeah. Get you. Hey, dog. He was like throw, catch it. He his back uh, porch was like it's like a lake like where he lives and uh like he had his fishing pole and he would just run out because he'd f see his fishing pole move <laughs> and he'd run up just pull a fish straight out of the shit like oh, right out shit. of the lake that's like, crazy while we're having a, he's all hold on hold on he'd run out there <laughs> whack. Yeah, that was crazy to me bro that was some trippy ass shit hey shay you have anything else before we get in the rabbit fire round Cause, oh uh, um yeah just real quick so like because i know you're you're busy as hell with the music and the festival but like when you get a chance to just chill like what, what kind of hobbies or interests other do you have like whether it's movies or video games or books I, I, you talked a lot about books so i'm sure that might be one of them yeah i like to read a lot um uh, but by far movies are my shit bro i'm uh, a fucking movie buff. what genre and i like fucking everything uh, um but yeah, when I get a day off, bro, and I get to chill, Shay, to turn he, my phone off, smoke one. He wants one, to know if you like. Yeah, he wants to know if you like Marvel and all that shit. That's I do. What, <laughs> no, no, low key, I do. Oh, I think that's his favorite. The shit, the shit that is the, the the Infinity Saga, my shit. Yeah. Where it's going now, I'm kind of like eh about. It's getting but, uh, a little bit, but um, hey, Shang Chi was good. Though, yeah, Shang Chi was dope. Shang Chi was dope. Um, but yeah, shit, I have the Avengers logo right here tatted, bro. Oh um, shit! That's but yeah, that that whole fucking. I went to every single movie for the oh, past for 10, they, 10 they, years. Me bro. too, like, bro. Like, they changed the fucking game, bro. Like, I think that there's shit. only one that I didn't see in the actual theater. I think it was Iron Man 3. I, okay. I ended up seeing that when it came out on the DVD. But every, other than that, every single one I came out that weekend pretty yeah. much. Now that's, that, yeah. that shit's my shit. That, man. That, that's, that's the fucking... I, I, like, I like a lot of them. 
I just don't know every single one. It started with Star Wars though back in the Star day. Wars. Yeah, like, we we were on all that. <laughs> yeah, shit, all that shit. Star yeah. Wars, yeah, fucking uh, 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 what the crazy uh, Indiana Jones, all that like oh, yeah. crazy shit Fuck back yeah, in the day. Hey, uh, let's get into it, man. Uh, these are just you know random, just quick questions, dog. Before we um, get out of here, but uh, uh, favorite? You have any favorite? You're always busy, man. Uh, your go-to food spots. Um. Fuck favors, Loki. I tr- I like trying new shit like all the time. Like con con like I'll, I'll be like, all right, let me see Colombian food or something, and then I'll try some random shit. But um, I mean favorite like go tos. Uh, like some fast spots, you know, on um, your way to the studio or whatever. Yeah, shit. Zach Zachies, I'm gonna give them a shout out. Mediterranean Grill, motherfucking Pomona, Claremont, right there. Fire. See, oh. now I'm gonna have to try that. They that have they good. have them all over the place. Yeah, it's been Mediterranean food, all oh, super like kebabs and shit. Super fire. I um, love kebabs. I mean, shit. Quick shot, fucking King Taco. Oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But which one? You know how there's different locations. Ontario, or? homie. Oh, really? <laughs> hey, cause uh, which one? There's the one in um, in Pasadena for some reason is good, and then the original. But the one in Baldwin Park sucks for some reason. Not, you don't different like that? Ones. I think it's I okay. Know. It's not as, I just well, that, that, yeah, because we, we used to be at spots in Pasadena and there was one down the street. And that one just, I, I don't know if it was just because we were all yeah, buzzed after the, the spot the or whatever, there, but, yeah. but that shit was dank as fuck um, right there. Fat Burger. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fat, That's fat one of my favorite. I'm a, I'm a Fat Burger over in and out cat. Hey, so I do you go? Do you go at the fat fries or the skinny fries? Fat fries, all day. Oh, yeah, me too. I <laughs> wish they had more locations, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, like, it sucks. They're, so, they're does, so far apart. Does Magic still own that? He, I know he like. Uh, I'm not sure. He was one of the. He took over as one of the owners at one point. I don't know if he still owns it, but that's just they got. A, one, they got one in Ontario, but it's like on the other side of town. So if I want it, I got to dip. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> it's worth thing. it. Hey, yeah. you know, speaking of that, like what just reminded me, the hat. Like their oh, pas- hat is fire. Their pastrami's are the shit. Dog. Most of them are good. They all taste pretty much the same to me. Hey, um, okay, let me let me ask you this. Um, favorite because we mentioned some of them, but like when you first started listening to hip hop and stuff to this point, like just name a few of your favorite artists. Doll's such a fucking nerd. I like the fucking all the lyrics, lyrical shit early on. Um, Rakim, Cannabis, Feral Bunch. Black Dot, Most Deaf, um, definitely had a big pun. I just had a time with all of them. Like those those dudes right there, I would just like studied. Lyr- lyric has always been a lyric. Yeah, the lyrics has always been like for me, um, one of the the things when I would because I was one of them cats when I was a youngster. I would go every Tuesday when music came out and go see what's new. Yeah, but you know. I, by my budget, I would like be able to just get one usually, and I, I, usually what decided it was lyrical yeah. kind of content, bro. Yeah. Who else, well, man? Well, it's dope. When we remember, you used oh. to be able to listen to some of it at the block, but was it Blockbuster Music? Yeah, you could check some of it first. Was so dope. Yeah, that used to, that oh. was dope. I mean, that that would you said growing up or just in general? Yeah, in general. Okay, so yeah, that, growing you know. up, that was like those five, six. Nowadays, or like. I would say even a couple years, a uh, decade ago or something, the new lyrical cats, the 
L's eyes, the Fontes, the fucking blues, the fucking sky zoos, the fucking Fonte. You mentioned that, but I mean, he he's actually he's been doing his thing for a while too, bro. Long time. I long think time. like maybe people, like other a, people are starting to catch on. But I remember like I mean, all the little brother shit. Yeah, was like the early little from little brother, but even, even when he first went solo, like I was like, damn, yeah, this he has got like foreign exchange. Yeah, shit. like dog. he just had a wild run. Um, but yeah, like. Yeah, them cats. Well, we already talked. One of mine was a uh, favorite movie genre. Well, I guess we didn't name all of them, but do you have a favorite movie genre? I wouldn't say a favorite, but I really fuck with, like, the heist shit, the heist movies, bank robbery shit. Oh, uh, yeah. I have, like, the theme, too, with the tats. I have, like, Dead Presidents, The Town, Heat, and shit like, like that. Like the action fucking... Well, like, it's like, like the Italian action drama. Yeah, action yeah, drama. Italian job's cool, yeah. Like well, shit like I, I like shit a little more gritty, but, like... Yeah. Italian jobs though, Ocean's Eleven, all that, that shit. Is, my my shit's right. always yeah. been those uh, the the um, the gangster like the but the like fifties and so, like the oh, Al right, Capone right. Okay. type, yeah, yeah, like the so. mobster type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Like those are like one of my favorite. Yeah, genres. my shit. I always fucked with the bank robbery shit. I'm I'm on the sci-fi shit, but the thing is, I love comedies. But the thing is, dude, like it's it's pretty far between where you get a real good comedy anymore, though. Right? Same, yeah. You I'm not, that? I, I like comedy, but the same. It's just like, uh, like a lot of shit's corny to me. Yeah, it's like you know, like you know, you, you don't often get like a, something like super bad or something. Yeah, some of classic, those are just fucking classic, dope. But yeah. like, you know. I think most of those ones, though. Up those off the wall comedies that ended up being classic is i think that it was kind of off the wall yeah, like they just kind of where they happened. didn't it, they did something kind of a little different uh, like i it, do have a handful of my like my top 10 comedy type shits too though you know like the go-to's yeah well, what go, what are they <laughs> um my shit, hot tub time machine bro the first that shit to me is see no way <laughs> that one hey bro that i gotta admit okay now that you said that i'll go back because i d i never got to check that whole movie oh, out i would no, see little no. parts yeah, I but, that. That was but i you know comedy. when it would like you're flicking through the channels but i'm like this ain't the beginning i didn't want to start but now i know i gotta go back yeah, and that, check it that that's one of my favorites um this is the end you guys oh yeah like that, that, where it's basically like a, a almost like a reality where they played themselves right yeah with like jonah hill, jonah hill all those guys oh, rogan uh, jay baruchel yeah, and all those yeah. guys all the, that yeah. shit is fucking yeah. hilarious um damn did you ever classics. see on that on that note you just reminded me because i brought it up before but that one i had watched it randomly bro and i saw it from beginning to end but it just tripped me out it was a dark comedy and it was called a uh, what is it? The la things to do at the oh, see, uh, seeking a friend for the end of the world. It's yeah. based on a book. Nah, dude, I've heard of it. Uh, Steve Carell. Steve Carell and uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, Kira Knightley. Is it Kira Knightley? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was gonna say Bonham. It's a pretty good, pretty good. Yeah, Doug, and it, it just it caught me off guard. Like, Doug, this movie's a trip. It's like a dark comedy, but it was kind of on that note, like the end type of shit. Word, you word. check that one out too. All right. Now, who else? Who else we got? Oh, I like the like, Kevin Smith shit, like Mall Rats and Clerks and shit like oh, that. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. and the, 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 um, Jay and uh, Silent Jay Bob, Jay and Silent Bob shit. Um, Look, I got it right here. I'm a... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, old school, old school is funny. Um, old school is fucking hilarious. Uh, Step Brothers. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, shit. So hey, hey I want to just uh, just shout out if anybody hasn't heard of a movie called it's like an obscure movie, but it's funny as shit with john cusack called one crazy summer you remember that oh yeah 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 it was john cusack uh bobcat goldthwaite remember the guy that used to go ah like yo from police academy it had uh who else was in that i forgot but 
dude, that shit is just fun. Oh, Demi Moore is in it. But, dude, that shit's just funny. It's I remember. It's from the 80s. I remember that one, yeah. dude. Yeah, you guys got to go way back. And Fast Times at Ridgemont High is an all-time classic, too, for yeah. sure. And and all the, the Cheech and Chong shit, too, was original. That's going way back, but damn, yeah. bro, that shit was just mad original with the comedy. Hey, did you have any on the Rabbit Fire shit? I got a couple more. Oh, uh, let me see. Actually, there was one more. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, oh, I forgot uh, it. Right. Okay. Uh, anything you're binge watching yeah, right now, or that you're gonna go back and binge watch? Because I'm on it. There's a couple of things I gotta catch up on. Dog, so I'm a I'm a fucking addict, former drug addict, dog. So anything I get started on, I gotta fucking finish. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I can't. That's why I've been hating. Like the fucking, I get into a show with like six seasons. Oh, I'm dude, like, that, I'm fucked for the next two, three weeks. Th- those bro. are the ones that I, I like, <laughs> bro. Trust me on that note. I'll hear about some, and I'm like, okay, I go, I start going back to, okay, wait, there's only one or two seasons of this. Let me start with this one, yeah, yeah. like, cause damn, like you said, then I start watching, and I don't want to stop. Bro, no, I gotta. It, it takes over my life, bro. But uh, the last shit that I binge watched was Hell's uh, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, I, I had never been on it, and then I got, I've been on the the Mayans, and then I was like, bro, let me go back to this shit. That's exact. That's what I did because where? I I caught on on the uh, the Sons of Anarchy. Um, towards the last few seasons so what i had to do because when and they were talking about the spinoff and and i i knew people that were going to be in the mayan so yeah. I, I wanted to, i knew i wanted to watch and end up being real good but i literally after that i went back like you said and, and i watched the seasons that i missed at the beginning i went in reverse i like yeah. it's crazy because i watched season the it's like season three or something of mine and i was like oh this is hard to watch season two it was like, i didn't watch season one and I was like, fuck it, I'm going to start at the beginning of Hell or Sons of Anarchy. Then piece it back together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like with me with the, like the, all those shows that I didn't start watching until years after they're already out. But I just, people like posted and talked about it so much. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I got to check it out. Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad was another one. Or, I watched I it way got, later. Yeah, I never got through Breaking Bad. It was Bad, pretty good. I, I didn't finish all the seasons, but like I watched the first season. That shit was, it, it's I fucking lived crazy, ba- Breaking Bad for a couple yeah, of years. Yeah, yeah, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. You start seeing <laughs> too many flashbacks. <laughs> I remember yeah. that pad. Yeah, no, low key, that's what it was, yeah. I kind of turned off from this. Yeah, <laughs> hey, bro, like it was, it was a trip because even like uh, my youngest brother, man, he's doing. Luckily, he's doing good right now, man. Uh, get, went got into the fire camp, but he spent so, some, you know, doing some time in prison and different stuff. But most of what landed him there was that kind of shit. Bad. And so, like, uh, he started watching it when he when he came back before he checked into the camp, and uh, him and 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 well, my stepdad, his dad. Um, started watching that and my mom's like I don't, like my mom's like i don't know if this is a good idea i don't worry he's good now but they went back and started watching that but yeah exactly my stepdad would tell him quietly hey breaking bad let's go don't tell yeah your yeah don't go tell your mom We're about to watch watch next season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that shit people live through that yeah, shit i've been meaning to watch it though because i always heard it's a dope ass show i and then i just uh well i didn't have to binge watch because it just started but i got on the, the legacy i got to the it's like to the third episode now the lakers man oh, the, yeah. the lakers that and, and the new stranger thing season i still have haven't seen I've see stranger time. things i have not got into yet but that or game of thrones i never fucked see with but it. those I never are watch game of thrones but those are ones both that i i've gotten such good feedback from people i know and trust their uh opinion that those are two of the ones that i'm gonna have to go back and watch all oh, the yeah, fucking man, those two right there yeah. yeah at some point all right i wanted to ask any uh pet peeves bro Motherfuck- on. motherfuckers on their phone like if we're if we're out eating or something motherfuckers on their phone dog like, i hate being the only person at the table not on their phone bro like that shit 
I get on my daughter about the shit all the time. I had to like ban that shit from happening. Um, like when we go eat, the phone yeah, goes away. Put that motherfucker. Unless you pay for this shit, put that fucking phone yeah. away. <laughs> I mean, I like what you said too about even when you go to watch a movie, just smoke a fucking joint and just turn the phone off. Like, yeah. Because sometimes I'll catch myself I'm watching it in the middle of it and then I'll start checking my phone. But then, oh shit, I missed is what happened. Like, yeah, yeah. I gotta yeah. just you know just put that shit aside. Sometimes right it has to go dog. to the side. I know that's the new our new information you know system and all that, but. You know, our communication with the whole outside world, but sometimes you just got to put it away. I, yeah. I think mine's my, one of mine is like uh, when you're talking to somebody, you're having a conversation and it's not like equal conversation. Like they just want to talk and they don't want to listen to like yeah. even when they sometimes they ask you a question and they're like, hey, so what do you th-? And when you go to answer, they start talking. Like, Why'd you ask me, bro? Like, fuck, chill. <laughs> shut up for a couple minutes. But yeah, that's one of mine. Any more you might have? Um, motherfucking slow walkers, bro. <laughs> hey, well, well, me, because I'm such a trying to get their ass motherfucker. Like, if somebody is blocking my shit, bro, like, oh, even driving, I, driving, driving slow. Oh, some people just me, have, bro, they, like, it seems like they have a lot of time, so they're just like strolling. Yeah, they or, I'm like, bro, so, got, some know, people way, approach man. life like they're going to wait for me to get yeah. there until anything happens. Bro, it's trippy. It's probably the opposite for me. People probably have the pet peeve that I, I walk too fast. Like, I got uh, I it get, from my got, mom, though. My I mom's always on the, the go, time. bro. And I'm not even on it, on those kind of drugs. And I'm when I'm going, to, like you said, when I'm going to somewhere, I walk. I'm like, I'm trying to get there. Not yeah, like yeah. I'm just like, ah. I mean, that might shit come from, like, not having a car for, yeah. for, <laughs> for, oh, yeah. for so fucking long. Fuck like, yeah. yo, we got to get somewhere. All right, let's hit, let's hit this motherfucker. Yeah, me too, running to catch a bus. <laughs> fucking nah. Yeah, all that shit. <laughs> There, there was this, hey, bro, and I, I used to, get, like, even back in the day, like, walking to school or whatever, and there'll be times, like, fuck it, dude, this is taking too long. I'll just take off jogging. Like, <laughs> I got to get where I'm trying to get somewhere and then chill when I get there and not take all the time. Like, uh, the, uh, my lady, she was taught there was this dude in the hood, and it was her brother's friend. And, you know, might have been under a couple substances or whatnot but they said he used to like literally run wherever he was going oh, so he didn't have a car either so he'd be like literally like going down to the store down the street and he'd be running and they'll be like hey what's up yeah i'm going to the store and he'd just be running hey you guys need anything <laughs> 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 you need anything i'll be running to the liquor store but yeah <laughs> the funny hood stories bro like the way we grew up man hey um I wanted to thank you, bro, for for coming through and chopping it up with us, man. We got to have a good conversation. We've been talking about this for a minute, but like I said, we're kind of fine-tuning a couple things on our end before we can have you in here. But, bro, uh, um, inspiration-wise, like what you did with this festival and the way it took off running is dope for us to see too as hip-hop heads. So, like, you know, we always wanted to chop it up on that level, and it's cool that we're also kind of part of – you know some of the events too like you know it, it was dope a couple years ago um the one we hosted in the well last year the, the the producer stage that shit was dope yeah they because like dude the producers are doing their thing but like randomly like the rappers artists, would come they, in they and would start rapping through, they start hearing these beats and the, they, yeah, the whole yeah. session would just start and i remember right there. At, that shit was sick and at one point of the at the at one point of the thing it was like midway through the day before you know maybe for some of the main headliners went on the main stage but I remember at one point, and it was also because the bar area is that way. Yeah. But, dog, I remember there was one point, like, 
We had that shit. The whole shit oh, was, was packed, packed yeah, in that yeah, motherfucker, dog. And shit. they were listening to people rap, the producers doing their thing. It was pretty fun. Bro. Yeah, I seen like, footage of Mike and I walking through. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, yo, give me that microphone. Yeah. <laughs> you had like MC Wicks busting on some Wicks. You had like oh, just people from all over. That shit was, it was pretty dope. Yeah, just coming in and rocking, man. So um, any, you know, anything to let the people know where they can find you to, to follow, get the tickets for the fest and Anything that we might not have mentioned, dog, let, let people know before we tell off. Yeah, for me, follow me at 60 East 909, 60 EAST909. Uh, shit, my old Instagram got hacked, so this is the new Instagram and Twitter um, for the festival at THOP Fest uh, on everything. If you want to buy tickets, go to thoughtfest.net. Um, shit, if you listen to this shit, DM me. I'll give you some free tickets. Just mention, Hell yeah, mention no. you heard the interview. Um, be on the lookout for the new music. Uh, got some shit on the way, and you know, come out to the festival. Hell yeah, man! That's that's real shit right there. And hey, and, and before we go, like, what is the spots you haven't visited yet that you would like to go as far as tour wise when you get back on the road yourself? Shit, um, Australia. <laughs> hey, bro, <laughs> <You know what laughs> I mean? I've always wanted to go there, except it's fucking so far away yeah, you'd have to just be yeah. able to deal with the whole trip over it's yeah like, yeah i did i did what is it like a tw- what is it how yeah, many hours like 24 hours like a whole yeah, yeah, yeah literally to fly oh, i always wanted to tr- go there and try out the accent and to see if people believe me or <laughs> yeah, not yeah. order some fucking fosters or something yeah, yeah, like, you're from fucking yeah. put another, california oh. put another rue on the bobby <laughs> i've been i've been all around europe with the rap shit but i i still haven't been to greece and just because all the history in greece and all the fucking greek mythology and the oh fucking, hell yeah the fucking Spartans and History, all that man. shit. Yeah, I've always wanted to. Where do. the Olympics started and all yeah, that. The all Olympic that stadium. Shit, yeah, yeah. Shit. I, that, that's why I want to go to Greece. Um, but other than that, it's like um, Japan, Australia, shit like that. I've been all around the country, but there's been like certain pockets that I haven't been to. Like, been all over Texas, but I've never been to Dallas. So I always wanted to see Dallas. Um, yeah, they they get lit over there for hip hop too. Yeah. Man. I mean, basically, other than that, like I've basically been to like every other major city. Um, Miami too, Miami. I was in Miami last week. Oh shit! shit. This past weekend, not on some rap shit, just on some uh, fucking around shit. Ah, Oh yeah, that's that's still good right there. At least you get out to travel and and you know experience the different areas and stuff. But bro, like like you said, like some of those out of the country spots are the ones, man. They really they fucking dig hip hop so much. That they'll learn another language to sing along type. It is yeah. crazy, dog. That, I, I, I like Europe for that reason because it's like, oh, today we're in fucking uh, Spain and tomorrow you're in France and then the next day you're in Czech Republic and the next day you're in Netherlands, UK. Yeah, it's just Ireland. Diff- literally different, a whole different fucking country, but just day by day. Whereas here it's kind of like, oh, California one day. Vegas the next day yeah. Shit's still kind of the kind same of the You know same, what I mean yeah. Well but basically oh. there is You're going to different countries In that same area We're going to different states Yeah yeah Because yeah, everything is just so tight Like yeah. you might go from here And then you go to like You know Vegas or somewhere And they might have still like A mullet or a ducktail yeah. And that's the only <laughs> difference <laughs> Dog It trips me out When I go to those spots like that And you see fools like They still have like a ducktail And like different it's, stuff like, I mean it, it's crazy Like especially Like getting the tour um, At the end of last year We toured the southwest And I got to see Every From from Vegas To Arizona To Texas To fucking uh, Colorado Hell, and, Hella Mexicans yeah, bro and yeah. I'm just, Before I remember touring And being like Damn not seeing a Mexican For fucking Weeks at a time And it's just either White or black folks Wherever we're at 
and then always being like, fuck, this shit sucks, you know? But now every city I went to, they were like, oh, no, we're all from California. It's like literally mad California. And then I was in a, I did a festival in Boise like fucking two, three weeks ago. And then I expected not to see nothing but white people, but at the shows, hell of Mexico. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? And then I talked to some cat that bought a t-shirt off me and he's like, oh, I'm from Compton. He's like, dude, my family just moved out here because shit's too expensive in California. Yeah. So yeah. especially if you live in LA right now, people are paying hella crazy prices for houses out here. People are taking that money and fucking yeah. moving out of state. And, yeah. uh, and then was, they uh, they still got to get their hip hop fix. Yeah, yeah. And he, I've heard he that about Utah, me, you know, too. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with yeah. Utah. We were in we were in uh, Salt Lake City. And then he was telling me, he was like, yo, in five years, it's going to be majority Mexican up here. And I was like, yo, this is crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And then you see the locals getting pissed about it. They're like, yo, we don't want all you fucking Californians yeah. coming over here. <laughs> yeah. you, know well, what they, you know what they really saying, bro. Yeah, bro. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we know. And you know, it, it was like that here just in California when people were kind of moving away from the la area yeah. for a while and you know and getting out to the outskirts and then now it's like going further outskirts let's go to a different oh, state yeah now, dog, oh, you know? it's like even expensive as fuck to live out fucking victim or whatever you yeah know, yeah a lot different than it used to be man we got to talk a lot about you know hip-hop is history influences man just the passion of hip-hop and you know why we all dig the music so much it's been a cool conversation man i want to thank you 60 for coming through and chopping okay. it up with us make sure you guys go get your tickets wherever you can get them get your pre-sales because you never know it might sell out at the door um hip-hop heads like to wait till the last minute so Fuckers. get in there. yeah get in there yeah, get don't, your... don't hit them up on the day of the show and go hey yeah hey come on get hey. me and my family in <laughs> oh, I, I have to my family of 15 dog i turned my phone off and they're like <laughs> every time i have to go to the front for something sure enough there'll be like fucking five <laughs> ten people like yo 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 everybody who's working is like no no hide him hide him yeah, get him. yeah, go, yeah. they're like go away go that they're way. like go away go away you're bringing too much drama to the fucking ticket booth yeah man hey get it right man get your tickets early man this is 60 east man it's been a pleasure on the rabbit season podcast get your tickets to the thought fest man get that good dose of hip-hop right there we'll see you on the next one thank you guys peace, peace. peace out, man.